This is Sports Best, presented by Reposted. Coming at you like a state trooper that just clocked you at 11 miles over the posted speed limit. This is Larry. I can't drive 55 Olson. I'm Andrew Right Lane Keller. How you doing, Larry? You know, to this day, I'm a grown man, but when the lights come on behind you, man, that's just a horrible feeling. That's an awful feeling. I've ridden with you before, and you flash your lights at people when they're not going. Is that your way of trying to push them forward, saying, hey, maybe I'm a cop. You should move it. Just just a gentle nudge instead of a honk. I feel like it's a lighter way to let people know perhaps you should get off the phone and maybe go through the intersection with a screen. That's all I'm I feel, saying. I feel like this might be a sports best story. I got pulled over and my nephew was in the car and he goes, if you drive away when he's walking in the car, he won't be able to catch you. Kind <laughs> of a 12 year old. No, but was he serious or was he joking? He was dead serious. I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to. He's like, no, just go. <laughs> what a great uncle you'd have been if you did it. Yeah, from the most risk-averse kid I've ever met, telling me to run from the cops uh, really, really made me laugh. Hit it! Hit it! Uh, Andrew, I've got very good and bad news to give you. Want me to give you the bad or the good news first? Um, I always love hearing bad news, so lay it on me. Bad news first, the bubble is closing up shop, Andrew. We're no longer going to be able to talk about the bubble because the Lakers have won the NBA championship They are filing out of the NBA bubble in Orlando, which makes me sad because I've loved our time in virtual bubble. The bubble has been a great experience. I think a lot of people look to the NBA. (laughs) Um, I'm very happy for, I'm very happy for the Lakers. So you live in the Southern California area. First and foremost, I wanted to know, were you out at Staples Center partying with the people as the Lakers won their 17th NBA championship earlier this week? I was watching game six and it was such a blowout that I decided to go on a walk and Nicole and I are walking around and all of a sudden just a barrage of fireworks went off for like half an hour. And we're like, what is happening? Are there fireworks? Why did we get the memo? And we looked it up and I was like, it has to be because the Lakers won people. I I saw like 18 people got arrested. For what, the so what is your original thing? Like, what, like, what is your, like, you have to go like, what is going on? Why are these fires? I love that you didn't put it that this is the Lakers have won the championship. It was, the game was such a blowout that I didn't even, I was like, the game's over. And then this is 35, 45 minutes later. I'm like, oh, so it's exciting. I, I, people love to party. I remember when the Giants <laughs> won for the 2010 for the first time in 50 years, however long I've been, people were doing donuts in the middle of the streets. Kids from Iran were burning muni buses. I think it's just people want to get out and ex- are they celebrating LeBron winning a championship with a third team or are they sell this are they cooped up and they want to let some steam off? You know, um, I, I fancy myself a sports fan. I do have some teams. I do like the Lakers. And I was thinking in my head when they won this, are they going to go fill the streets and celebrate in the era of the coronavirus? And the answer is Angelinos don't care. They're going to do it. No, I mean, people have been filling the streets for all sorts of reasons. And why not go out for the Lakers for a positive reason? Well, I guess it's all positive, but here you go. Let's just give a little quick timeline of the Lakers because it's kind of crazy how they won this season, right? So it starts with the fact that they had a new coach, Frank Vogel, then they added Anthony Davis. So a MVP candidate and a new coach. Then if you remember, they were on the in the preseason in China when the Rockets general manager said, oh, yeah. free Hong Kong. Hong Kong's going on this big thing. The NBA wants to be in China because they want to make lots of money off the Chinese. And instantly, China almost cuts off the NBA while the Lakers are in China. It was sort of this, uh, and there's LeBron James with the mic, and he's like, he's got to be like, I don't, America. He's just like completely befuddled. Yeah, and then we have to bookend the Lakers championship with an asterisk because this wasn't a real season. Anytime oh, LA wins something, we can't give them credit. 
Now, here's the thing, right in the, so you got the China thing, you got the new coach, then literally right in the middle of the season, Kobe Bryant, arguably one of the most important Lakers of all time, dies, dies. That was nuts too. Also, we talked about for game five that they were going to wear the Mamba jerseys. And as I predicted on the show, that wasn't going to help vis-a-vis the Notre Dame wearing the green jerseys, not being able to beat Colorado. I want to know, do you think this solidifies LeBron as anything more than being a Hall of Fame player because he's won a championship with three different teams and been an MVP of the NBA Finals with three different franchises? You know, I've been thinking about this a lot. I don't, I mean, so I've been watching basketball for 40 years now, right? I've I've seen all the big timers, Magic Johnson, uh, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan. I've kind of seen, lived with all the Warriors cats. It's never been done before, right? A guy taking it, winning the NBA finals with three different teams. He's won four championships. He's a big deal. Like, this is a big deal. But do we, how do people like, obviously people in LA like him and obviously people in Cleveland like him. But is he a traitor for like leaving teams and going and winning somewhere else? Yeah, I mean, that's my question. What's his legacy? Do you think back 20 years from now and think of LeBron as a man of the NBA and he was the face of the NBA? Because when you think of Michael Jordan, you immediately think of the Bulls. Larry Bird, you think of the Celtics. Magic, you think of the Lakers. And even Shaq is kind of in that. I think of Shaq as more of a Laker than, than the Magic. But I don't know if I was LeBron. I mean... Sure, he's a great player, but like, what are you going to look back on him? Because everyone's talking now that his legacy is the most important part of like that he's concerned about now. And I don't know if I'm going to think of him as anything but an NBA player. Is he is he a soldier of fortune? Like, does he just go where his services are needed wins and then like the A team moves on to the next team? Yeah, he's going to take his talents (laughs) to South Beach. (laughs) What do you think the legacy of Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott's going to be? Is it going to be that he made it? so far on his $700,000 a year contract, or is it going to be that he walked away from a multi-year deal and took one year and got hurt? Did you see that he got hurt? You know, Dak Prescott's ankle turns in all sorts of ways. <laughs> this, I just think this is a fascinating story of sports, right? You, do you, do you push for the big money thinking you're going to do well forever and the big money's really going to come or you go, you know, I'm going to take the 75% of what I could have got because I'm going to, that's still a lot of money. I think you push for the big money. There's so many people. I'm on a text chain with a bunch of real estate agents that I work with, and they're talking about, oh, he shouldn't listen to his agent. His agent was greedy. He basically saved $8 million like on these reported contracts. But look at Scottie Pippen. He took that stupid deal with the Bulls and like held out for more money. Like If you're an elite-level athlete, you have to believe in yourself, and you have to believe that you're superhuman to get to that level i don't think he did anything wrong and also he's 25 he's gonna bounce back so the only thing a difference between like scotty pippen and dak like dak was literally that i think the difference was like he wanted 250 million and they're willing to give him 200 million and like my point is like what's the difference between 50 million once you get over 200 million well, I think that the difference is they wanted to lock him in for an extra year or he wanted an extra year. It was another year that they wanted to figure out with it being heavy on the back end. I think he's going to be fine at the end of the day. He's still got his one year, $31 million franchise tag. I think the most important question is how are the Cowboys going to finish the season with Andy Dalton? I mean, everyone predicted that we talked to Norm Hitchkiss. He's like the Cowboys are primed this year. Uh, is Andy you know, Dalton going to take him the distance? I don't know about you, Andrew. But I believe in the Red Rocket. I believe in the Red Rocket. He will lead them to the promised land. Oh, man. 
I don't, I don't, I don't think so. This is, but you know, Dallas, I feel like Dallas had put all their chips in, like this was their year and now they lose their franchise quarterback. And so it'll be interesting. You know what? Maybe it's a rallying cry. Maybe it's a rallying cry. Yeah. I mean, that's how Dak Prescott, that's how Dak Prescott rose to fame. He took over for Tony Romo. I think they went 13 and three, 14 and two. I mean, he, he had a good run. So that's, good Andy. Dallas, that's good Dallas Cowboys knowledge right there. Yeah. You know, Andrew, why don't we just simply jump across the street? There's the big AT&T conglomerate, huge stadium of all the world. And then we just go across to Globe Life Field, which is where they're holding the uh, National League baseball bubble. I think you introduced that wrong. It's that Texas won the World Series. Oh, the Texas won the World Series. I take that back. Um, so for the first time, like all season, fans are being allowed to go to a baseball game. They said the National League Championship Series in Texas, Texas governor, whatever his name is, says we're going to throw things wide open. And so they're allowing fans into Globe Life Field at 25% capacity. I, I watched a little bit of the game and I kind of had it on. And one of my kids came in and they're like, hey, dad, there's like fans in that. There, what, hey, there's people in that baseball game. I love it. I'm glad they're doing it. What do you think? Uh, you know, so I forget exactly how many seats it has. I think it's like 40,000. They're yeah. letting 10,000 in. They're doing 25% um, capacity. They're selling in groups of four. So you can't be in a bigger group than that. That's pretty spaced out beyond that. I think people have gotten to a point where they're figured out how to mitigate the risk and people have to make their own decisions and it's sold out through the end of the world series. So there's definitely a, a market for it. It's and just watch it from TV. seems like most people had the mass on and they were socially distant. Here's a, from the USA today. They interviewed this guy, Stephen Muller said with the seating and the mass, we felt very comfortable, no hesitations. He took a 17 year old son. They've been to a bunch of stadiums around the, I think they were parades fans and they were made the roadie to go to Texas to see the game. It does seem like you can kind of be socially distant, but I will say this. Tarrant County, I'm sure you're familiar. Lots of tornadoes. Lots of tornadoes. That's to the Rangers and Cowboys. They don't really play in Dallas. It's Tarrant County. It's a little, I don't know how far from Dallas. In the city of Arlington. Thank you. Positive cases of coronavirus has more than doubled in the last month. So they're currently spiking for the coronavirus in that particular area. So it's not like it's like all good if you want to go there. Right. But presumably the people, the tw the 10,000 or whatever the number is, aren't all living in Tarrant County. Also, I want to pose this to you. It, would you rather fly on an airplane right now or go watch a postseason baseball game at 25% capacity? So that's a great question. I, someone told me this statistic and I, I find it crazy. I, I forget who told me. There is a 40,000 to one chance if you fly on a plane that you'll get coronavirus 40,000 to one chance. If you play right now, fly on a plane that you'll get coronavirus. Okay. Well, I would think it would be less for baseball. I, did you see that SNL has a live audience now? They're paying watch them. They're paid. They're considered, they're getting around a loophole. They're considered crew. Everyone that went to the taping of it got $150. I, I would, it. I would definitely go to see Saturday Night Live right now. That's something I was always wanted to do. I would love to go see that. And you would get, paid that would be so great you see rafael nadal won his 20th grand slam 13th french open this guy is crazy did you see you know, it? did you see that i did watch i watched a little bit of it what i find most amazing about this is that for the fourth time i don't know how many times he's won the french open Except he did one at 13 he didn't drop a set throughout yeah. the entire tournament yeah he had to go to a tiebreaker in the third set but that was it he's 100 
wins and two losses when playing in French Open and tournament play. That's that's crazy. One thing that was a little bit disappointing that so you have Djokovic, who he beat, is number one right now. Nadal's ranked number two. Federer is ranked number four. Had Djokovic won, there would have been 20 wins by the, <laughs> by Federer, 19 by Nadal, and 18 by Djokovic. These guys dominate. Old guys are dominating tennis. I love it. I know we go back to this a lot, but it's funny that he's won this 13 times. Is it? It's just that the clay really suits his games that he just slides and plays so much better on the clay than he does everywhere else. Yeah. It's such a different surface. It plays a lot slower and the ball back. Yeah. I mean, it's such, it's so I think grass and hard surface aren't that different, but clay, <clears throat> you have a lot more movement and then back to the old guy thing. So those three guys are Nadal's 34. Djokovic is 33. Federer is 39. Serena oh. Williams is also 39. Everyone else in the top 10 is in their 20s and they're like their mid 20s. Everyone else, the old guys are still, you got a chokehold on tennis. Maybe you should coach up your kids to play tennis and they could be the new guard. So, like, if you're like 25, you're, you're just, you're not in it. But if you're 18, you're, you're good. You're good. You're going to be a great tennis player. Yeah. Cause those guys aren't going to be playing anymore and just no names. <laughs> I could, I could start playing again and maybe I could uh, enter the U.S. Open. Oh man, I love tennis. <laughs> tennis is a great. I think we should let's go. Hey, by the way, did they let people in? Were their fans allowed at the French Open? I didn't see, but I would guess okay. no. Speaking of old guys, thank you. I love uh old guy news, but this is a great news. Old dudes are dropping like flies from the baseball hall of flame fame, Andrew. <laughs> Joe Morgan, not this is not funny. Joe Morgan passed away. He'd been suffering some from some recent health illnesses. He was 77 years old. He lives in the Bay Area. Of course, one of the big red crew, Joe Morgan, was also like started ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. He passed away. So listen to this. He passed away. Tom Seaver, Lou Brock, Bob Gibson, Whitey Ford, Ed Morgan all died within the last two months. Six deaths among baseball Hall of Famers in one year is the most since 1972. Wow. I don't know what to make of that statistic. What does that mean? I like, is there something that the, the baseball guys are drinking? You know what it is? I know exactly. It just hit me. It's, it's baseball taking a final swing at giving random statistics. <laughs> I love when you like that. All these statistics, you're just trying to pull things out of the air and make it fit in here. Nice, neat story. Statistically for I'm reading right now that this is the first time since 1988, when there's been an El Nino that the baseball hall of fame has had visitors on a Tuesday. You know what? I love when we go El Nino statistics because my soul is tied to the El Nino. I'm definitely more comfortable and feel better about myself with the El Nino years. What What does that mean? That's a Spanish word. What does that mean in English? It, El Nino is a weather term that has to do with the warming of the water, which then affects the whole climate and life. I believe it's the western half of the United States. The Nino, as it Chris means, Farley might say. The, the mean oh is that what it, that was okay i get you're trying Yo, to go with so this el nino <laughs> <laughs> bringing the show full circle yes lebron james yes! won the nba championship and now we can watch the bachelorette season premiere oh. Oh. are you gonna oh. watch it live you're gonna watch it on dvr are you gonna watch it on replay on youtube how do you well, how do you consume your bachelorette you know how i do this is uh when the wife stays up late and i go to bed and she is just in her fantasy happy land watching and getting my wife, by the way, two master's degree, really intelligent school teacher, 
Bible beater, whatever you want to say about her. And she just loves that stupid A show so much. And it, I, I try to watch it with her and I'm like, this is just pure trash. Oh my goodness. Oh, anyways. Well, in an effort to have seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, my future sister-in-law won a contest to get a five minute Zoom call with The Bachelorette before the premiere. So she's going to be on ABC talking to The Bachelorette. Like what she could be like. Consequently, maybe the worst person who could ever win that because I don't think she cares. Well, so like, what is she like? How was the? How was it being in the house? How were the other girls catty? Like, do they? Is it like they they edit the show? Did it really show you the real you? Like, what do you ask? I don't know. I would say, do you like Kansas City barbecue or North Carolina barbecue? Is it vinegar based or ketchup based? And I think those are the types of questions that the Bachelorette Nation is looking to get answered. Okay, so just this is my last thing. You're a big Hollywood mucky muck. Used to be single down there. Is there ever a chance that you would have auditioned for The Bachelor? Um, no, I did audition for the Las Vegas real world. Okay, was see? In like the early 2000s. That would have been a train wreck. You're a hoe. I am a hoe. That's the only logical <laughs> conclusion you can make. One final question. Had the NBA gone to a game seven, who would have won control of the TV? Um, well, so that was the whole thing, right? If it went to game seven, what would they, they would, they, they had the game. And Bachelor, like, what would have happened? What would they I'm have talking, done? I'm talking more micro. What would have happened at your house? Well, Andrew, I hate to say this, but um, there's a little thing called the DVRs these days. And so I'm assuming I would have won the live sporting event and she could have watched it after the Lakers game. You're assuming, but we don't know. It's easy to say when it's not. I don't know if I've them. told you, but the Bachelorette is trash, Andrew. It is <laughs> trash. And you win 50% of the fights in your household. So... <laughs> That works out. It's a coin toss who we would have watched. <laughs> this has been Sports Best presented by Reposted. Thanks for tuning in. I am Andrew Slow Driving Keller, and that's Fast Driving Larry saying thank you for stopping the podcast.